Um, a couple weeks ago, we started a, a, a new sermon series called Better Together. And actually, we have a couple of guest speakers and people sharing. And I'm going to kind of come back to, to the main topic of, of being better together. And um, we say one of the, the first sermon, you can go back a couple of weeks, we say we are better together because we desperately recognize that we need God in our life and to know that we are not alone because God is with us and make us better already in that relationship with him. But then it comes different layer, layers of how we, why we are better together and how we do life. Jesus said a lot of principle for the church, for the early church, about gatherings for the ecclesia. Ecclesia is the Greek word for gatherings for the church. And actually, it, it means gatherings, being together. And Jesus said all this to establish uh, Jesus' kingdom for our world. These gatherings are centered in, in the, when we gather in a, in a mission and a purpose. And the mission is go to the world and teach them. We gather. That's our mission and purpose of the church. The, the early church... Um, when Jesus died and resurrected and Jesus go to heaven and, and the people, the followers start to get together, they didn't have a special building. They didn't have sacred places. Uh, they just gathered in the country roads. They will gather in somebody's home. They will be together expressing how Jesus loved them, how God has been working in their life. Uh, the Jewish community, they will have the synagogue. The pagans will have their temples. But Christians, they will have each other. Christians, they didn't have a temple. Christians, they didn't have a, a, a temple. Christians just had a home. Just, Christians just have somebody they can be with and experience Jesus. All this, all this base in relationship, check shake the empire, the Roman empire, in such a powerful way that the Roman empire, after 400 years of the church being persecuted in the most awful way, because they were gathering and they will believe in Jesus, after 400 years of example, the Roman empire adopted Christianity as a, the main religion. And now, for the first time after 400 years, the church will have, will have a place, will have money, resources from the empires, and they will have temples. But the essence of Christianity is based on relationship. Jesus spent all his life on earth. And his three years in ministry teaching this, and put a lot of emphasis in the kingdom of God, but also having a, such a big impact in the life of 12 men, a group of women, that the message was so unique in the sense that that message will change the world. I don't think they imagined how much that mes message was so powerful at the time, but more than 2,000 years later, we're still talking about it. And Jesus say in John 13, 34, Jesus said this, A new command I give you, 
a new command I give you, love one another. Love one another. As I have loved you, say Jesus, you, you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciple if you love one another. How many times you have heard this, love one another? How many times have you probably been coming to a church or you, or you hear on the radio or on a podcast or on YouTube or whatever, somebody is preaching or somebody is saying, and especially when referred to Jesus, these two words, love one another, three words actually, love one another. We hear it all the time, and, and we, we agree with it. And yes, we say amen to that. But actually live this word, live this new command that Jesus is saying, it's totally different. We, we talk too much, we practice too little. And Jesus is saying this, express not an emotional, uh, an emotional way that, I, oh, I love you, you're so good. And I, I think I mentioned in the past that today in our culture, we, we say, I love, fill the blank, way too easy. That actually, we don't have the impact, actually what love really means. Oh, I love that movie, that was so awesome. I love that ice cream. No, you like that ice cream. I love that movie. Oh, I love that jacket. A month later, I love this jacket. <laughs> and actually, love is not coming out in this case, what Jesus is saying, love one another, is not coming out from this idea of an emotional feeling, from the, what, what, how emotions come from the circumstances, say everything is good, I love you. If everything is difficult, I love you. And when things are, are, are difficult and going hard, say, I. I. <laughs> That's it. I don't want to say it because it's difficult. So our emotions will tell you as long as the circumstances are good, I love you. But when things are difficult, it's different. So the word that Jesus is using in this case here in, in the Greek, it means agape. It's a love, agape. And, and actually that, it means uh, it's, it's not just emotions, but it's a choice. It's a choice that I have. Let's go back to the Christians in the first century. They're going through all this stuff. Jesus died. They're going through persecution. And they're dying in the most terrible way you can imagine. And Jesus, they have in their mind what Jesus said, I give you a new command, love one another. And the, and the Roman Empire is coming so hard on them, it's just killing them so bad. And in one point, and, and you can see this through history, uh, the Roman Empire have a plague and a lot of people started to die. It started to die really bad. They didn't have doctors. They didn't have like how we, we would manage today, whatever illness. Um, people started to die. So what they do, what is very natural to do, I'm going to move from that area and go to whatever is safe. 
Well, this plague went very wide in the empire. And people are running away. The streets were running, staying empty. And somebody had to take care of the people who stayed behind. And those people who stayed behind, their kids, their adults, youth, seniors, and they're dying. Love one another. Love is a choice. So what the church did, they stay. They stay and start to serve those who are, who are persecuted them. And they serve them and, and have such a big impact in their life. And when everything passed, persecution came back. They're not saying, oh, but I serve you. How dare you? You're so mean. You're a terrible person. No, they go back. But that action, that act of service, it changed. The, the view about Christianity, a view how we see people love one another. And Jesus said, in the same way that I love you. Sacrificial service is not expecting anything back. I will serve you as long as you give me this. I will serve you, but I'm going to put in my black book. You owe me one. <laughs> Probably you have said that. I have said that many times. But sacrificial service is Jesus humbling himself for others. Philippians 2, 5 to 7, Paul says this. You must have, when it comes to serve, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had the same attitude. Uh, though he was God, he did not think of equally with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privilege. He took the humble position of a slave. And he was born as human being when he appeared in a human form. And, and I have a big imagination. And I'm thinking Jesus... In his throne, having fun, drinking mate or coffee. That's the drink I, 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 I drink anyways. And, and, and having coffee in the morning, reading a good book about himself. <laughs> I don't know. And, and re reading a good book, you know, like I saying, maybe, I don't know, playing Xbox or PlayStation and a game he created for himself and watching creation and, and being super fun and nothing to worry, you know, and then... Oh, I need to go to earth and look at all this. And, and oh, and I need to serve. Oh, my goodness. All these people. And, and what? You, I need to die? When I think of that, I think in, in my, with my own eyes in such a selfish reaction in myself. Because there's something. I, I love to help people. I love to help you. But sometimes... Have you experienced that you just don't feel it? Right? You just don't feel it. If to, one day you're like, oh, I'm going to help you. Like, I got it. What we need to do? Okay, let's do this. But sometimes you're going through a difficult time in your life. You're going through a difficult moment in your life. And uh, your cup is getting emptier. And you have to help somebody you want to serve. And you're like... I can't. And that's fair. I'm not saying this to make you feel guilty. 
No, no, that is fair. We experienced that. But that's what Jesus did. Either way, he came to here to save us and take a, a position of slave. And when Paul says slave, the slave is the worst of the worst. Somebody who has no rights, no privilege. Jesus took that spot to serve us. It that just blow my mind. It blow my mind because Jesus keeps saying, I want to give you a new command. Love one another. Love one another. And you know, and this is when you, probably you're here for the first time, you don't know much about what I'm talking about and you don't know much about faith. Maybe you do know a lot about faith and that's good. But what, the challenge that we have is is loving one another. It's not agreeing in what we think and how we do life. I, I will love you as long we agree about this. I will love you as long we do this. And, and loving one another is a choice. I love you even if you don't agree with me because I see what God is doing in your life. That is love. That is to serve one another. The dictionary defines service as, a, as the action of helping or doing work for someone. That, that means service. But actually, when we talk about serve here in the, in the church, it's not just the action of serving. Now, a lot of you serve in our church in many different ways. You help us with Sunday school. You help us with youth. If we have to, when uh, somebody going through a difficult time, people come in and we figure out how we can help. Uh, a lot of you serve more quiet and you help us a neighbor or, or, or a friend who's going through a difficult time. And, and there's two aspects. We, we love to serve. That is the essence of the church. And the reason I'm saying this, maybe next to you and the, and the person in front or behind you, uh, you know, you, maybe you grew up in the church and you know about all this theology, you know about a lot of stuff, but maybe the person next to you have no idea what actually love looks like. They have no idea how we can come to God and say, I don't know who's going to help me. And then we think, oh, I'm too busy. I don't know how to do this. And one of the things when we come to serve that's really hard is to know I never qualify to do this. I'm not the right person to do it. I'm not the one, uh, I'm not ready. I don't have the education to do it. You know, that, that part of the education part to me has been my biggest struggle. Because yes, I'm your pastor, but all my life I've been serving in the church. I've been, I've been a pastor for 16 years. And, uh, and, and I have served in many, many different ways. But to me, one of my struggles is to recognize I never, I, I want to tell you one of my, my insecurities, um, is I never smart enough to get there. I never, I'm not ready to be there. I don't have the titles to be that person. I don't have the tools to do, to be that in that place. 
And, and you know, he said, but how are you taking that position? I don't know, just because I trust God, I tell you. I trust God that God will use my life. And many times, I get phone calls, I get texts, and I'm sitting in my office, and I'm like, Barf is around there, but Barf sometimes see me, and I'm like, pulling my hair, what I'm going to do? How am I going to do this? And I'm thinking, nobody trained me for this. Nobody mentioned me about this issue. Nobody told me how to say or figure out this part. All when it comes to serve, it's not about what you can give to another person, what you can give to God. It's about allowing God to work through you. And that is something that I have to remind myself in, in my insecurities and in my issue when it comes to serve. I am not the answer to other people's problems. I'm not the answer to other people's need. I'm not. I'm just the tool that, that God is going to use for his glory. Because in the end, I don't have anything to help you. I just have someone to offer to you. His name is Jesus. That he can come to you and serve you, not me. He can serve you and love you in a way that, no, that, that only you can understand in that time. A service is an act of love. It's a reflection of who we are as a person. You know, one time I had to serve someone and I really have a hard time with that person. I was like, I heard this. I hopefully say right. I I've many times feel like I want to slap him in the face so hard he who fall down and resurrected at the same time. <laughs> that you know somebody like that? We should pray it all together here. <laughs> if you have somebody like that, you know it's, it's like I, I, it's so hard to love, and and it's like if you say we should do this, he said no, we should do that. But it, okay. You breathe, and 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 they're mean, and their answers, and and all that, and and I have friends like that, and and just make my life so hard. And one day I, I was so upset with him. I, I, I like I said, I just wanted slapping with the power of the Holy Spirit, and and wait for resurrection. A few times say, and. Uh, and he did something that really upset me. You know what I did? Not something not very Christian. And I said, you know, I'm here to serve you with the love of Jesus. And I start to say stuff. I just destroy him. My argument was so amazing. I have, I, I was so good. And I did all the right stuff. And, and, and I make them feel so bad. Friend was next to me. He say, "Good job. He deserved that." And I'm like, just walking. I went home. I couldn't sleep. And I feel the Holy Spirit just ministering to me at that time. and say, "Yes, you were right, but you were so wrong. You were so wrong. Yes, you were right, but you're doing it yourself." Oh, 
I remember I called him. In Chile, it's okay if you call someone at two in the morning. I did. Hey, bro, what's up? So I'm talking to him. I say, I, need, I, I cannot sleep. And what I did, it was so wrong. I, he's like, I thought you want to fight me. I was close. I'm sorry. What I'm telling you this, because we live in a society that's very sensitive about many things. And sometimes the, we want to serve, and sometimes we don't get the response that we want. We don't get maybe the recognition that we would like to, but we don't do this for getting the recognition. We don't do this to get the, 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 what is supposed to be right. We do this to show God's love through us to other people. Sometimes there's people that we pray. Sometimes there's people that we, we minister, not because they, they deserve it, because we, we understand that, that what they need is not me. They need Jesus. They need Jesus. Serve is an act of love. It's a reflection of who we are as a person, as a believer. And sometimes when we allow God to serve and, and, and work through us, we're allowing the Holy Spirit to use us in amazing ways. Maybe you have a friend who's coming to church and you have invited someone and, and you, you never read the Bible and, and you sit in there and you say, I never read the Bible. My friend asking me about prayer. That's the beauty right there. That's the beauty right there because it's like you're really going to depend on allowing God to use you in that time. And he, I believe, is so strong that he will bring the words to your mouth to know what you say, what you pray. Have you ever been in that moment that you're praying for someone and you're like, I don't know where all this were. I'm so shy. I, don't, I, cannot, I cannot pray out loud. And here I am praying out loud, feeling empowered by the Holy Spirit and being used by him. That's God telling you you're not alone because you are better together when we serve one another. I want to finish with this. And the guys can come and, and then we, we're going to do communion. I want to finish with this. Maybe my invitation for you is to serve another person, to love another person. There was a pastor in Argentina, and I'm going to talk for, for, to an Argentinian. You know how difficult this is for me. There's a pastor, Juan Ortiz, and uh, he's a very popular pastor. He will um, preach uh, among the youth, and, and it was a time that everyone, he come to town, and, and every, all, a lot of people would come, and he's praying for a sermon. As he's praying, he, in, when he tells his story, he's saying, he felt the Holy Spirit saying, just say this word, and he's like, he cannot preach. And there's a couple thousands of people in the building. And he go and, and he didn't know what to say. And he read this, this verse of John 13. And he say, love one another. And he went and sit down. And people was confused. And after about 10 minutes, he come back. And he say, love one another. And everyone, yeah, 
yeah, yeah. And then he went sit down. And then everyone's so confused. He did that about three times. About the, the fourth time he said, love one another. And people's like, we didn't come to see, hear this. One guy's like, I get it. I get it. And he moved to the person next to him. And he introduced, hey, my name is Jorge. <laughs> and, um, and oh, my name. And people started to talk. And people started to minister. And people started to pray. And there was such a big movement in this idea, yes, love one another. The church, it's not about the sermon. It's not about the preacher. It's not about the worship. It's not about the, the presentation. It's about this idea that when you turn to the person next to you, you can love that person. You can pray. Maybe the person next to you don't know. You have no idea who you are. Somebody came to church a couple of days and been part of our church for a long time. He's like, what? I don't recognize the people there. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes. But you, but you see what I mean? We need to help each other, love one another, minister one another, allow God to work. Like I said, I'm going to finish. Maybe you are in the other end. Maybe you are being servant. Maybe you are really practicing this love one another. You, you have a, a group of people in your list and you're, 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 um, you, are, you are ministering to them. And, and maybe you're just tired. I, I've been in that boat. I know what it means when you are serving, you're stretching yourself, and you're pulling yourself, and you're like, what, what about me, God? And maybe you're serving, and you really say, God, I, I, I don't know. I have so many people in my, in my, in my circle, and, I, and everyone needs somebody, and I'm the only one answer. So you know what I want to pray before we go to your communion? I want to pray. As you've been serving, you remember, it's not about you. It's not about what you can give. It's about what uh, allowing God to work through your life. If you're tired, if, you, if I want to pray right now that God will fill your cup, fill you with love again. It's filled you with that passion when you see your friends who struggle with addiction or your friends who are married and going through difficult times or you going, you can say, God, I'm having issues in my own marriage. I have issues in my own life. But here I am. I need you. I want to follow this new command, love one another. Even though when the, I, the only thing I see it's a closed door and they don't want to talk to me. I want to love one another. That's who we are as a person. Maybe look around and see you somebody who needs help. And you say, I, I don't know theology. I don't know the whole Bible, but I know how to pray. I know that if you want to stay after the service and chat, I can help you how you can come close to God. There's not magic words. There's not a formula. It's just your, your heart recognizing that, God, I need you. God, I need you in, in my heart. For many people, you will be the closest 
person, the closest Jesus for that person. I don't know, trying to put pressure on yourself, but it, that's the closest when people are gonna get. And when I put that in me, like me, I'm the new Jesus, I'm the new Jesus. And I, I and I'm like, but God, I, I, I struggle in my faith. Sometimes I don't pray. I have a hard time doing this. And you want to use me? <laughs> I, I, that's what I love about God. Before he died, he said, you will never be alone. I will be with you always. He said, do this in remembrance of me. Remember what I did for you and the cross. And Jesus said, love one another. Love one another. Love one another. The only thing I want you to remember from all the time the pastor has been talking, I told you it was four hours, but we're going to leave it here. I'm going to be a good guy today. What did the pastor talk today? Love one another. When you, tomorrow, remember, love one another. But that guy or that person, love one another. When you come to church and things are not like how you want it, Love one another. Choose to love. Choose to love when things are not how we want it. Choose to love. Choose to serve. And that will make a big difference. The elders are going to come. They're going to serve communion. You're going to take your cup, your bread. You're going to go back to your, to your place. You're going to take it. And as you take and remember this, how God has been serving you, and loving you in many ways. And he did that in, when he died in the cross for you. He did that for you because he cares about you. If you're gluten-free, you need this in the little bag for you too. If you need something that's gluten-free. We're going to pray and then you can come to the front. Father God, I just pray that you can bless this element. The cup and the bread. As we take and remember how you love in us. God... At the same time, I just pray for that person who is in our circle. How can we serve them, God? Show us. How can we, can we be that answer they need? How can we go and minister and say, God love you. You're not alone. God, I pray that you can use our life in, in, a, in many different ways. And God, I pray for those who have been serving and they're feeling burnt out, they're feeling tired, they're feeling they don't have the strength, they don't have power to, to keep fighting. I pray for a renewal of your presence in their life. God, renew their mind, their hearts, their actions. Renew them. In Jesus' name, I pray that you can be with them. Thank you so much for what you're going to do. We honor you. We love you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. You can come.